Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Craft Brew Sports Cincinnati Style is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets. Football season's in full swing, everyone, and there's only one spot you should be heading to get your college football or NFL tickets, and that's Minuteman Tickets. Look, we love Minuteman. They're Ohio guys, they're sports fans, and they're not going to screw you over like other ticketing places. It's not just football either. They got it all. Baseball, hockey, theater, rib cook-offs, doesn't matter. Hit them up, MinutemanTickets.com, or give them a call at 614-943-3000 and avoid all of the fees. Tell them you heard about them right here on Craft Brood Sports, Cincinnati Style. Cincinnati Style is also brought to you by More Labs. Drink one bottle of morning recovery while you're partying and bounce back quickly the next morning. Guaranteed. Go to morelabs.com and use the code SPORTS at checkout for 20% off your non-subscription purchase. Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports Cincinnati Style. I am Mike with me as always is Scott. Joe hanging out behind the computer. Scott, how you doing today, man? Losing in different continents, that's new. Yeah, but at least it's not at a different time, right? <laughs> same time, different continent, <laughs> same losers. Joe, how you feeling today, man? What to do, baby? <laughs> Never get sold. We got an awesome show for you guys. This is Craft Roots Sports Cincinnati style, where we deep dive into the tragic Cincinnati sports landscape. Talk about all of the yeah, tragic. It's it's ugly right now. At least we got some hope. College basketball is here. Uh, Xavier preseason game starting off, getting a dub. We got a dub under our belts already. Doesn't matter that it's preseason. I don't care. Yep. Still counts. Uh, lots to get to today. We're going to talk all of the drama around Andy Dalton getting benched. We're going to talk about the lack of trades that happened from the Bengals. Uh, to their detriment. And then I'm just going to sit here and thank God for about 30 seconds that it's a bye week and we can't lose this week. But they'll find a way. I mean, I, I feel like they already did. Yeah. 
When you take eight straight L's before the bye, you ain't winning during the bye. Uh, we're also going to talk some Cyclones hockey, baby. Uh, hockey! Yes, we are not, admittedly not big hockey fans. No. But we give our college best. And and the Cyclones are an enjoyable product. We'll talk about it. We'll get into that yeah. in, a, in a little bit here. Uh, but first, let's do this Bengals talk because... Ugh. Let's do them bangles. It's a, I just can't, I, I can't do it anymore, man. <laughs> I'm just so disappointed in this team. At least this time around, going into this game, I was like, they're probably going to lose. Yeah. Yeah, it's everybody. Everybody's going to be him. The Dolphins are going to be him. <laughs> No, I know I, I make that joke every week. I still have hope. I don't. I've That's lost the one all game hope. that I'm still just like circle it. That's the dub. Finley's starting now. They're gonna lose to the Dolphins, bro. But let's talk about how we got here. Okay, let's talk about how we got here on, on Andy Dalton's birthday. On Andy Dalton's for, birthday, for, for real. We'll go right there. Okay, so this Come week, on, man. the big story this week Come out of on. you would think the big story this week out of Cincinnati would be. AJ Green traded to the Packers or the Patriots because that's or who, any team or, in the NFL that's not them, <laughs> right? Or Tyler Eifert traded from the Bengals. Nope, it's Andy Dalton got benched on his birthday. That's the story that comes out of Cincinnati because our ownership is just a joke. Uh, so Andy Dalton <sighs> gets benched uh, in favor of Finley. I get the decision because you're you're halfway through the season, you're not winning with Dalton. He's not your quarterback going forward. Well, as always with the Bengals, it's not the decision, it's the execution. Exactly. <laughs> like, on his birthday, you couldn't do it the day before. 3 hours before the trade deadline. You couldn't do it before, you couldn't no. do it after. You you had to make the announcement on his birthday. Yeah, we're we're no longer making you the starter <laughs> of this team. Like it just Happy birthday. it was you know, and one of my friends, you know, sent me a message saying, well, nobody cares about your birthday once you're past 16. It's literally like, yeah, we get that. Like, I'm not suggesting that there should have been any type of celebration or he was out, you know, uh, slamming beers or, you know, having a sweet 16 or anything. Like, you know, I assume he was just having himself a day. family. Right. But it's just, they could have announced it at any time. Yeah. And they did that day. Well, and and the thing that sucks and what Andy, Andy had a very heartfelt, um, he uh, talked with the media where he almost broke down in tears a couple of times because he feels wronged by this organization. And it comes down to the fact that they waited until three hours before the trade deadline. He was like, if you're going to make this move fine, but do it at a time when I can look at maybe trying to go to another team. Like, let me work out some type of trade deal. Right. Because Andy Dalton feels like he is good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And let's be honest, the landscape is such that, yeah, he is. He absolutely. There's, there's some team, uh, one of the 32 teams that he should be starting for. Right. He could have. He could have definitely gotten on somewhere. Right. Uh, I don't know exactly where. I mean, maybe right. Denver. It's. I was gonna say it's hard to like pinpoint a spot, but when you start going team by team and looking at their situations, you're like, yeah, he could be starting over that guy. And Denver's right. one. You know. I mean, at Miami. There's no reason he wouldn't be able to start well, in Miami. Well, Miami's not going to do it because they're like, we don't want to upgrade yeah, anything. Yeah, they're not trying to win. <laughs> but I'm saying, if you're just looking at it from a specifically, could he be starting for this team? Not yes. would they want right, him to exactly. be to screw them yeah. out of the first overall pick? <laughs> yeah. How how poetic would that have been if 
Andy Dalton gets traded to Miami, and then Miami ends up not getting the first round pick because they the first beat the Bengals and the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, the Bengals get it uh, on the back of Andy Dalton going to Miami. That would have been hilarious. That is way too far forward thinking for Mike Brown. There's no way they would have been able to come no. up with that type of Absolutely scenario. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so Dalton gets benched. Um, I, I think that's where the the problem is. You know, this decision was made before three hours before the deadline. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it. This is a decision that's obviously you know we've kind of batted around, so it's not as if they haven't been discussing it, you know, down there at Bengals headquarters. But it was a decision that was made certainly shortly after the game was over. Right. But again, you could have announced it prior to his birthday. Or you could have waited till just after. Like there was no rush when they have a bye week to name Ryan Finley the starter. They literally could have waited until next week to make this announcement. They chose to make it immediately after like everybody had cleared waivers. It's like Tuesday morning, waivers are clear. Andy Dalton, you're no longer starting for our team. Unreal. Uh just uh it, and and not the worst decision the team made this week. That's the other crazy part. As bad as this was, it wasn't the worst decision. Because the front office, I think it was Mo Egger did a, a column for The Athletic where he quoted the front office as saying, we're not in the business of making other teams better. Meaning they weren't going to trade A.J. Green. They weren't going to trade Tyler Eifert. And uh, in doing so, they're not in the business of making the Bengals any better. They just don't care. This front office is so frustrating as a fan. I was talking to a buddy of mine who was like, you know, it's interesting. The Reds have less postseason success than the Bengals do. No, I mean, neither of them have postseason success. But the Bengals have right. been there more often than the Reds re- in recent memory. Yeah. But the Reds get this slack where they, they actually have some some fans who understand, okay, they're trying things. They're they're making some type of moves. It seems like they're trying to get better. The Bengals have no goodwill in the city anymore. It's gone. And I can't wait to see what happens when the vote comes up for the stadium levy and the voters just flip them the bird and tell Mike Brown, go ahead, move. We don't even care anymore. I mean, it would be the right thing. If they happen. don't, if this city doesn't do it, I'm going to be furious. Yeah. Because at this point, like, what, what are we even doing? Why why would we give Mike Brown that type of leverage to keep this this product on the field here? I mean, there's absolutely no reason. <laughs> like, uh, you know, he specifically states we're not in the business of making other teams better and we're just going to wallow in our sucktitude here and just keep keep going with the status quo so we don't care about getting any better. So he's come out and admitted without actually saying the words that yeah, we don't care, and yeah. what you get is what you get. You know what I think is also interesting about the Dalton benching? It happened after a game where he didn't do too bad. Like, against the Rams in London, Dalton didn't play bad. I think he threw for, like, 329 no, in that game. But that's the problem this whole season. Dalton hasn't actually been the problem. Right. I like, mean, well, except, no, I mean, for, except for the game against the Jags. Right. That, uh, that's okay. all on Dalton. So he, he hasn't necessarily played great the entire way. But what quarterback has? Like, there isn't a quarterback that's been invincible where he said, yep, they've made no mistakes. Like, he's made his mistakes. and he's had. But in this season particularly, he's probably played the most consistently good of the last like couple of years at least where it's yeah. just like week in week out you can look at the stat sheet and look at like how he's played and say nah he's not the reason they lost 
No, and, 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 and that's to coincide with an offensive line that hasn't pass blocked or well, run blocked at all yeah. for, you know, Mixon. So, I, I mean, all things considered, and Andy's without A.J. Green, like, he's actually played really well. Andy Dalton has been the bright spot in that offense that is a, a turd pile of an offense. Like, right, so it seems, like, really one. unfortunate that after all the years where he was the reason that they weren't winning. Like you could right, legitimately right. say like, yeah, okay, this was Andy Dalton's fault and he wasn't playing well that now when he is playing well, they use him as the scapegoat. Yeah. It, they, <laughs> they did Andy dirty. The, they did. Andy got done dirty. <laughs> that's, that's all that you can like, say. That's, if that's, you know, this is how the tenure ends. Like it's very unfortunate that this is the way it goes. I feel like we will likely see Andy Dalton back under center this year. Oh, he'll for sure start. Another game in a Cincinnati Bengals uniform. There's yeah, absolutely no chance that this was it for him. Like, they're not going to start Finley throughout. But the writing's on the wall. Dalton is gone at the end of this year. Like absolutely. He will, be, he will be moved in the offseason. But this goes back to my point of, like, last year when they were doing the overhaul and bringing in Zach Taylor. It was, you had the opportunity to get out from underneath yep. Andy Dalton. Move and if you knew Right. If you knew you were eventually going to, like, it wasn't then why bother bringing him back for this last year and, and having it go unceremoniously like it has, where it's kind of now this not messy divorce, but it's not ideal. Like, it's not it's not ending. Well, it just feels like, I mean, this is a dude who has, I feel like he's represented the city well. Like, Andy Dalton has done good things well, in the city. He's represented the city and himself very well throughout his time. Like, he's had the opportunity to have been bitchy for lack of a better term yeah. you know he could have complained he could have thrown people under the bus he could have done things that you know fractured the team even more and he's always taken the high road no matter how things how bleak things have been right. and here they are with a chance to you know for all the well we keep marvin through all the good and the bad and we want to erect a statue for him and we don't like no matter what andy's done he's just never been embraced by the city or really like the it's the curse of being like... a redhead it's i understand <laughs> like people are afraid of us they think we're gonna steal your souls and all and all that stuff uh andy uh, thank you joe for pulling it up andy is owed 16 million this year and 17 and a half million next year and then he becomes a free agent but don't they have like an opt-out clause though as far as like for cap hit at purposes it wouldn't have yeah it wouldn't have hurt the cap hit at the end of this year it won't Right, yeah, like if it. they cut them, they can get out from underneath the contract and it won't. Yeah, there's hurt some their weird, line. yeah, there's some weird right. stuff that's that's in there. But uh but yeah, Dalton uh I feel like if you were to your point, if you were going to move him, moving him before this season would have been the time to do it because fresh start. You had a new head coach, you had well, you, you just a clean slate and, across the board. And from the other team's perspective, you get Dalton for 2 years. Uh, under team control before he becomes a free agent. Now right. it's a, a you would have had more le leverage for trading him. Right now you it's not as ideal of a contract for a team taking him on. Who wants Andy well, Dalton and now, for a year? Now you're not going to because you know they've they've put themselves in the position right. where everybody knows they're they going to get rid of him. The table, yeah. So they're not going to get they get they're not going to get anything for him. They'll just wait until they cut him. Like any team that is interested in Andy Dalton can just wait until he hits the waiver wire. The only thing good that the Bengals did in this whole handling of the situation, there was not a tweet that went out from the official Bengals account that wished Andy Dalton a happy birthday, and then the announcement <laughs> came out. That's what I feel like that always happens, where all of a sudden it's that like... That has been a recent trend. Yeah, where it's like, happy birthday, oh, and you're traded. It's like, oh, damn, that's cold, man. Yeah. And somebody's got to quickly delete the tweet. Like, this time around, 
the the social media team was like, we're benching Dalton. Maybe right? okay. Maybe that was their motivation. That. They're like, look, we are not going to be embarrassed on Twitter. Make the announcement now. <laughs> we are not showing up on freezing cold takes with this one. Uh, but yeah, uh, so Dalton's gone. Finley takes over. It's clearly a move just to see if you need to draft a quarterback in the the upcoming draft. Right. You gotta draft a quarterback in the they, upcoming. Draft. I don't know why zero, we have to do this. Like, yeah, no, they have zero <laughs> reason not to. I mean, they they absolutely have to draft a quarterback in the first two rounds. How did you think the Bengals did in London against the Rams? What were your takeaways from that game? Somebody cover Cooper Cup. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> at one point cover Cooper Cup. Like it. I mean, when you. <laughs> When you have freaking the the announcers sitting there doing, and it, it was a it wasn't one of those where it's in the fourth quarter and they're saying it. Gumble was saying it in the second quarter where he's guess what? It's Cooper Cup again. <laughs> I'm like, he already has like eight catches in the second quarter. He finished with over two hundred yards, on. and he was always wide open. Cooper only had seven catches all game did he it yes, felt like 19. exactly it felt like that's all it was but they, he had 220 yards on seven catches but every time he caught the ball well okay and there was one there was one where there was it was just a beautiful throw he was double covered he made the catch and it was like deep in which that's the fine. rest yeah. but the rest of the time it was literally cooper cup wide Dude, open his only touchdown i think was on that flea flicker play yeah and that was the grossest defense I've ever seen. I don't even know who it was, was rolling on the ground as Cooper Cup was running past him. And then somebody else is on skates going backwards. I'm like, will you, will you step up and make a hit? Instead, they're jogging backwards watching Cooper Cup go into the end zone. It was so disgusting. Yeah, that, I mean, that was my takeaway. Because if you take away like the fact that they didn't cover Cup, they actually, again, weren't playing that terribly. They like were in a decent position. Yeah, they again. were in a decent position. They they looked all right. Like, but every single time the ball went to Cup, it was like, what's what, what is happening? Why is there a breakdown? Like, and you're like, at some point they're gonna cover him, right? Nope, nope. they're not gonna cover him. No, nope. he's just gonna run free, and he's just always gonna be there. But <laughs> in between there, though, they they played pretty well. In fact, I thought, okay, maybe this is the game. Like. It never necessarily felt like they were going to win, but it was like, this is the game where it's going to come down to the final possession because uh, Zach Taylor knows this team well enough. Right. Like, he, having just left, he knows them well enough to exploit some of the things, and, like, it's going to come down to a final play. But they couldn't quite get there. Like, they, right. like on offense, they, they couldn't quite do enough. And so, that, you know, that was the difference. But, man, it, it's just another unfortunate thing where they lost. But it didn't feel like a, a devastating loss. Just another. That's what's so ah, frustrating crap. about this team is it's like you go into the game like they're going to lose this game, but they're going to give me just enough hope to think they could pull it out. Right. And then they're still going to lose. And I'm just going to get aggravated the whole damn time. Yeah. And that's going to be the whole season. The whole season. Um, but at least we have a bye week. <laughs> We're not losing this week. Cincinnati does not take an L. Going into this weekend, other than what the whole funny is it though that it's just uh you get to the the bye week and it's 
it's rarely the the split bye week where you you literally have eight games finished right. and after the yeah, bye you have eight, eight games. Like yeah. it's very it, it very rarely happens that way. And you hope that it would happen that way if you like. This is the perfect one if you had a playoff team where you're like, all right, we split the season. We we've got eight games behind us and we've got eight games in front of us. This team is just like, oh my god. We've still got eight more we games. Still have eight to go. Yeah, it could <laughs> like, be worse. That bye week could have come in week four, where it's like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I mean, it we definitely could have gone worse. Go. But oh. wow, um, I looking forward. I feel like Zach Taylor is telling this team, okay, it, it's an eight game season. That's all it is. Like, well, you absolutely have to, and I feel like you can kind of parlay this and say, all right, not only is it eight game season, we've got a new starting quarterback. Like this is like this is everything. Before these eight games doesn't count, we're only going to judge the season based on these and, eight games. And Andy's sitting there in the corner like, okay, yeah. do you need me in this meeting or can I go? Can, right. Uh, I'll just go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for or Andy, it's, it sucks no matter what. But in general, like, if you're, if you're Zach Taylor, that's your rally and cries. Forget what happened right. the first eight games. We have a chance. I mean, you literally come in and say, guys, we have a chance to go eight and eight. And then I mean, it, after the laughter dies down in the room, <laughs> right? You go, I mean, it's seriously, it's completely unrealistic if you're like logistically <laughs> thinking. But I'm saying that's what you could say. Right. It like, is you can possible. say we have the chance to turn this thing around and finish this season at 500. Like as of today, like let's go to work, and that be our goal. We finish it the season at eight and eight. And then after the bye week, when we lose, it's like, okay, we have the chance to finish seven, <laughs> seven and nine. <laughs> you just keep going from there. <laughs> All right, we've got a chance to beat the Dolphins. <laughs> All right, guys, we got a chance at the number one pick. New game plan. <laughs> Everybody <Dang>. sit down. <laughs> Andy, you're back in. <laughs> oh, um, I'm, I'm over the team. I'm so tired. I am just hate watching them at this point. But there's a team in Cincinnati that I don't hate watch. And that's the Cincinnati Cyclones. Uh, it is hockey season again. I'm really doing my best to get into hockey this year. Like, I really want to watch hockey. I really want to get into the Cyclones games. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've been to a lot of those games. Uh, yep. They are incredibly fun games. To I've go been to. to somewhere between fifteen and twenty of them. A lot of dollar beer nights. Is that the ones you're going uh, to? Well, so the, I've got to separate them. Like as a fan. Yeah. And, you know, just going to observe and working. Because mm. I've been to a bunch that I've shot. Mm, I got my media credentials. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it was like, I got to go down and, like, shoot the action. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just going down to hang out. So it was, like, actually mm. work. But those give you a different perspective and you're able to see things. But I, I still enjoyed going down and be like, oh, hey, we want you to go down and shoot cyclones. I'm like, sure. I love going to shoot hockey. It's actually really fun. It is really fun, and it's it is a a good ex, like a game day experience. Sure, uh, the first Absolutely. Cyclones game I ever went to, uh, my my father in law is a big hockey fan. They rented out a suite for him for I think it was like mm. his sixtieth birthday. I've been so in the suite at a oh, Cyclones game. It was the best. I was like, this yeah. is the greatest. But also, then you go see like an NHL game, and you're like, man, that's really fast. <laughs> like these dudes. Oh yeah, crazy. The, it's night and day different. Yeah, when you when you watch. The Cyclones versus I've only been to one NHL game and it was like minutes into the game. I'm like, holy God, it's a different game. It's <laughs> crazy fast. But my, I, we took my son last year to, it, they do a really good job at the Cyclones of doing like a lot of fun family days on Sundays where you can meet like Paw Patrol characters in the, the concourse. Yep. And my son, for the first time in his life, 
wanted to watch the game more than he wanted to okay let me take that back he wanted to bang on the glass more than he wanted to see <laughs> hey man, Bob that's Drogue something characters. that's something don't take it away from him he loved did, it did he want to build a pyramid too uh no that was me that wanted to build the pyramid i was like let me get some more of them highlights and some more of them pbrs and we'll go ahead and build this pyramid <laughs> i do love Dollar beer nights and just seeing the pyramids going on the glass. And my favorite part is when somebody gets checked into the board. And they go go flying. Yeah, and the, yeah. the cans just topple. Oh, right. it's the greatest. Uh, cyclone well, see, season. I like. I enjoy the fact that on dollar beer nights they generally do have the the dollar dogs and everything. So it's yes. Like, not only am I getting slammed, I'm also getting stuffed full of processed fake meat, just <laughs> stuffing that down my gullet. So it's like, how many how many hot dog wrappers can I also add to this stack? You're of just beer layering cans? them on the pan. Yeah, I mean it's it's like it's doubly fun. Do you think it's do you think it's garbage when a section starts all com- like putting the pyramid together? together like i feel like if you're building a beer pyramid on dollar beer night that's your pyramid you're not allowed to have right. like everybody else no 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 no, no. Yeah, you have to, that's not fair it has to be your setup like that's right. that's it they, or at least your group like if you go with a couple who of people, you're with Correct. right like yeah. if me you and joe went like all of our beer cans right. and that'd be it i get really upset when it's like an entire section is just yeah, like, here you yeah, go, and they get like the count. big, like the yeah. the wall no, of beer cans. No, no, That's no. some garbage. Also, yes, me, you, and Joe should go down uh, and Cyclones. Craft Root Sports Beer Night? If you, oh, yes, Dollar Beer Night at, oh. at, at the Cyclones. Oh. Cyclones, if you're listening, uh, hit us up at Craft Beer Sports. <laughs> we would love to come down. I mean, we'll do it and. Uh, like a, a spot there at the stadium. Yeah. We'll set up in the concourse, do a, a quick show, and then, you know, set up some beers. We'll <laughs> set up all the beers. <laughs> uh, so the the, the Cyclones currently, uh, they're four games into the season right now, sitting at 2-1, oh, and an overtime loss. Oh, that's not too good. Not, not sitting too pretty currently, but they are winning. As we're recording this one, they are winning right now. I think it was 5-3 last time we checked over Florida, right? Is that correct, Joe? Beautiful. Joe's nodding. Yes. Uh, so All let's right. see. If, <laughs> look at this. See? there's That's what I'm talking <laughs> that about. Is, yeah, that's an entire that's section's not all worth their, of beers. Yeah, that's yeah. everybody handing down their beers. Yeah, that's no, garbage. That's cheating. Fans, if you're going to a Cyclones game, honor the beer pyramid system. Right. Don't – you can't – if somebody tries to hand you that can, tell them no. Build their own pyramid. I don't care that they're not on the glass. Absolutely. Get better tickets next time. Uh, looking at the the roster this year, um, the team is is actually doing pretty solid in terms of like divvying up the puck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this is a team that is uh, is sharing the puck well. You've got four guys on the roster that currently have four points on the year in four games. That's that's pretty impressive for this league. I was gonna say that's keeping it spread out and. So it's not just taking away one guy in order to shut him down. Exactly. So you got everybody on the team who could uh, make something happen. Uh, I want to know where's the 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 fights stat, Joe. That's the, <laughs> because not penalty minutes. I'm talking straight us, fights. Us casual hockey fans. Where, where's that category? <laughs> <laughs> that is the greatest. Whenever there's a fight in a Cyclones game, because the stadium loses their mind. <laughs> There's two things that, that I love most about cycling this game. Booing the refs as soon as they skate onto the ice and then the fights. Those are the <laughs> two greatest things that I can see in a Cyclones game. 
I'm looking forward to following this team more closely this season. That's what it comes down to. Absolutely. I want, I want to be a Cyclones fan. I might get a jersey. Whoa. Uh, first of all, they're called sweaters. If you're gonna if you're gonna go that route, don't, like, don't be okay. Don't be don't novice. Be, don't be <laughs> hockey noob over here. Like uh, you're gonna get a sweater. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm gonna get a sweater. <laughs> they start there. I'm actually gonna get a jersey T-shirt. That's probably what I'm gonna get. Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joe shaking his head as always. Um, we'll see how the Cyclones do this year. You think they're gonna have a good year? Yeah, I mean. Was it year before last they were in the Kelly Cup? I, yeah. I was going to say, I was like, it's been recently. I remember that. I follow it enough to know like that they it wasn't that long ago that they were in that. So I, I think that, you know, this year they should be good enough to, to be in that conversation. I'd like to see them do well. I, just For because sure. this city needs something. And that's I, I did love when everybody was talking about FC Cincinnati getting bounced from the first round of the USL playoffs. The Reds obviously being terrible uh, in the playoffs. The Bengals not being able to go get over that hump. They were like, Cincinnati teams just can't win in the playoffs. And the Cyclones were tweeting out like, yeah, except for us. We, we're, <laughs> we're pretty decent over here. <laughs> Uh, division finals was that last year, Joe? That they made so they lost to Toledo in the division finals last year. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to a good season this year. Uh, speaking of good seasons, let's talk a little bit Xavier hoops. You're rocking the uh, the the sweatshirt today. Yeah, the sweater. You got the Xavier sweater on. No, this is a sweatshirt. <laughs> Xavier hoodie. You're good there. <laughs> uh, X starting off their preseason, uh, their only preseason matchup. It was the only one that was open to the public because they did that that Spain tournament, right? Yeah. This and this was the only one that they were doing that that was open to the public was tonight against Indianapolis. As we're recording this, uh, it was just like some dudes from Indy is <laughs> who they played. <laughs> uh, but you found an interesting stat as you were looking into this game. They shot twenty eight percent from the free throw, <laughs> and well, and that. That's been Xavier's bugaboo, I feel like, for the last... It feels like forever! Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like forever, but it definitely feels like it's been since... I hate to say it, but since Miller. Like, yeah, when Miller yeah. was there, like that was the last time where they were hitting at about an 80% clip as a team, and it was almost automatic. But ever since then, it's been lower 70s, and you've always had one or two guys who you think should hit with a high frequency and it was just like nope they didn't and you know yeah McAmara was the only one you know how are you a, a major d1 like let's face it xavier is not a mid-major anymore you're in the big east right that's a, a legit conference and not hitting free throws, yeah you man. can't hit free throws 28 percent. and i i mean fine it's a preseason game but <laughs> the season starts like next week man you're still hitting 28 percent in a game right. that's insane to me man Insane, uh, but the team ended up winning. Uh, no, surprise yeah, they, they won thankfully, <laughs> sixty-four to fifty-two, which was a little bit tighter than I think anybody would have expected in this right. game uh, against some guys from Indianapolis. <laughs> the the why the rec league, <laughs> the Circle City Rec League is who they played against. Um, I I still feel. Decent about this season. Uh, Gooden had the game high 16 points, five assists from Gooden, and four steals. So D1 
decent. I think uh, as the freshmen start to get their feet under them, uh, this is a team that will give us some scares early on. Yep. Can look a little shook. And I think as Xavier fans, we're going to be like, what the hell is going on? But by the end of the season, they start to gel. They start to find their groove. And it's a team that could get hot come Big East tournament time. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we talked about it last week. I think the fact that last year they came in unranked to start the season and then things kind of probably were best case scenario based on having the coaching change and everything. Uh, this year there's there's actual expectations. So, yes. I mean, you know, being ranked 19th, I know it's preseason and you know, preseason is whatever because they haven't played any games and all that crap's overrated. But there's, <laughs> there's a, there is the expectation from the bigger, you know, national media that this team's going to be good. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully they, they're able to put it all together and not, you know, not be as rough, especially out of the gates, because I think that's that's what happened last year with Xavier is they kind of got buried. And Well, and we talked about it last week. They don't have a very tough sled to start off. Like, right. the first real game that, that they have is against UC uh, in December. So there's real, I mean, the beginning of the schedule is actually really soft, mm-hmm. which Xavier has never had crappy out of conference scheduling. No, that's and usually something that they had to they bank pride on. themselves on. It they well, they, they, they had to before, right, cause it was like, well, we've got to make sure we've stacked the schedule at the right. beginning. Cause we're going to play our conference and that's going to hurt us a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see how this goes overall, but I expect, a much better season than last year because last year it's just hard to watch. It was times. really rough to watch. <laughs> uh, Joe, what did you just find? Uh, go back to that thing about the uh, uh, the line that you just highlighted. Why don't you tell the people what you just read about from from Coach Steele on this one? So Coach Steele has this saying. Um, he calls it a kill count. A kill <laughs> is when the defense gets three consecutive defensive stops. He believes that when Xavier gets seven kills in the game, they win 98% of the time. <laughs> so you only have to get three consecutive. So they have to get 21 stops basically with three in a row for them to win 98% of the <laughs> this time. This is the most bizarre thing. I feel like this is. That's one of those, you know, when uh, you get 12 first downs in a <laughs> Tuesday game, you're in, in 100%. In the game tonight, they had 10 kills. So 10 kills. Three times in a, ten times for three times in a row, they stopped him defensively, <laughs> and they won the game. So now that could be what ninety eight point one percent of the time they win. This is Charlie at the mailboy. This is a hundred percent like trying to. Can you imagine being a coach trying to explain this to guy? Okay, we stop him three times in a row. That's one. We need seven of those in order to win 98% of the times. What the F are you talking about, right. Steele? This is like crazy talk. Coach, is, we just want to hoop. Yeah, they're like, okay, so we got to stop them. Then you're going to get killed. Cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> I want Xavier, though, to now go all in on the kills. Kill, 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 kill. <laughs> yes. I want say, just us in the stands chanting. Yes. Kill, 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 kill. <laughs> Instead of a turnover chain, I want a kill chain. <laughs> Go for the kill! <laughs> what are you doing? Ah, <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Everybody needs to get on board with this. After two stops, the the entire Cintas Center starts chanting kill. If Xavier gets 10 kills in a game, you get a free small pizza from La Rosa's. 
I'm here for that. <laughs> uh, Mike's Car Wash is going to give you $5 off an ultimate <laughs> the day after five kills in a Savior basketball game. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Marketing gurus over here. <laughs> this is so stupid, Steele. Like, just say... All we got to do is stop that. Him. That is like nonsense metrics just for metrics sake. Yes, that is that, <laughs> that is, is the epitome of like ridiculous metrics do you, that don't do need you to think be. he actually went back and watched film and tracked it down? Or is this no. just like the, Absolutely not. yeah, you know, like 80% of the time people <laughs> like this happens and you just throw 80% every single time. <laughs> yep. You know, if we get like seven with three times, in a, you know, like it's like a 90% chance of win, you know? <laughs> That's exactly what that was. I want somebody to go back and watch film from last year, though, and, and see how go, I go. Do a kill count? Yes, kill count. We need a kill count. Uh, and also, this needs to be tracked like Halo. When you have your, your yes. kill count, it needs to go Double that kill. <laughs> Triple kill. That, uh, Killing spree. I, that, that would be totally worth it. Running riot. <laughs> I need that. And then need that, that to be the announcement. The PA. Yes, to yes the PA needs to play that. Xavier's on a running right. I want to hear the announcer at Cinto Center say Killtacular at one point during this Killtacular. <laughs> then I'm all on board with the stat. <laughs> yes, this is a great stat now. You guys have sold me. Uh, let's switch over and talk some UC. Uh, we got UC football and UC basketball that we want to get to tonight. Uh, UC basketball. They have one preseason game uh, that is starting tomorrow as we're recording this. Uh, they play Saint, uh, Thomas More, I think, is is their preseason game. And then they open up the season against Ohio State next week. But and, – and we talked about this a little bit last week. I think that's going to prove well for them in the shootout because they're actually going to have a little bit more of a test be, beside – you know, Xavier is coming in. That UC game is the first big game they play. Mm-hmm. UC at least has Ohio State leading up to that. And they're in Columbus for that game. So that's a oh, what a rough way to start the season. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not not easy. Uh and they're, you know, taking a step back after losing those guys that they lost, but they do still play in the American Conference. So gotta beef up your uh yeah, I was gonna say, out of conference gotta, schedule. Gotta yeah. pad that. <laughs> but but their padding of the out of conference schedule is literally Ohio State and Xavier. Like the other teams, they've got so oh they do have UNLV on the uh, on the schedule and Tennessee. Oh, they put UConn on there. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, I'm really interested to see how UC does tomorrow night uh, against Thomas More, just to kind of get a gauge of how that lineup is looking. I know this is being released on Friday, and this game has already happened, so. We'll do a little prognosticating. Man, you see crush Thomas Moore. Can you believe what they did that one time? How many kills did you see have against they Thomas They looked Moore? clean. <laughs> Lots of dunks. I Easy just, buckets. A lot of kills. I, yeah, I just <laughs> want to know the kill count because that's that's the important stat here. Uh, we'll see how UC does against Ohio State to kick off the season because that will be a little interesting. Right. I think that's where we really can tell how much uh, UC has has fallen off from last season, especially since Ohio State. What are they sixteen to start the year or something like that? Yeah, I was gonna say eighteen. They're, eighteen. Oh, they're, say, they're, 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 they're so they're right, right ahead of Xavier. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
Uh, but UC football, on the other hand, doing very well uh, as they're um, progressing through their American uh, conference schedule. They got ECU coming up this week, 24-point favorites as they go into that one. Uh, do you think they cover, Scott? No. It's a really tough one to cover. Yeah, no. 24 points is a lot of points. Yeah. I don't think they cover either. I think they win this one, and I think they win it handily. Um, ECU is not a very good football team. They've lost three straight games. They are really pretty terrible. But 24 points is so many points. <laughs> like, so many points. <laughs> like, I just, like, I, I'll tell you. Georgia couldn't cover against Kentucky, and that was 25. So, yeah, I mean, I just don't feel like UC has. But Georgia f- did cover against Tennessee, and that was 25. <laughs> well, be a jerk. Didn't that just poke a hole in your argument? <laughs> it sure did. I'm going to sit over here and take five. Dude, I went to lunch uh, the other day with some coworkers, and they were showing the, the UC pit game. Um, from the the championship, and like they kept showing Brian Kelly on the sidelines and Tony Pike and Zach Colarosa at quarterback, and I was like, man, this really pisses me off now that Notre Dame lost against Michigan, and we are denied our chance because Notre Dame won't make a New Year's Six Bowl now. You see, still will. If you win the American, you're going to make a New Year's Six Bowl, and that's huge for the program until Luke Fickle leaves after that happens. But <laughs> that's huge for the road. But I really wanted UC versus Notre Dame in a New Year's Six, and now it's not happening. There's no way that that's, that's going to go down. Yeah. Which, that's the most unfortunate thing about Notre Dame losing. Otherwise, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I did want to see that matchup, and it, w- it would have been very cool to have that happen. But other than that, uh, I have Notre Dame. <sighs> All right, so UC, they've got ECU following ECU. We still got UConn on the schedule. Um, that's going to give Warren some time to get back in action, get ready for that home stretch. Uh, I think we've, they finished the season with temple and then Memphis, two big games before you get into that American, uh, championship. You just got to stay focused it, ECU, UConn, and then USF. You have to stay focused during those three games because those are the pushovers. Those right. are going to be these big spread games. And I, in a way, I kind of hope there's a little bit of a scare against ECU. I still think UC can win this one, but I hope it's like a very close game that comes down to like maybe a, a last second field goal or a last second touchdown, mm-hmm. something where UC barely pulls it out. So then it kind of wakes them up for the rest of the season because you haven't really had to experience that this year in in the conference. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. the, I feel like the the teams that end up doing well and and moving on and and uh and performing well in bowl season are the ones that have been kind of battle tested. I don't I mean UC hasn't they had the UCF game. That was a big deal, but and that's been it. Right. Turns that out that it. like that's it for right. the whole season essentially. I mean you you had Ohio State but that game is one of those that's like well, that's the ca- that's the uh the check cashing game. You, you knew, <laughs> I was just going to say I was like you you went into it Hoping you could win, but knowing deep down that you never really had a chance. Mm. So you you wrote that one off. But if you look at the rest of the season, you have UCF, and that's it. Right. Like I right. mean, that was, every yeah. like every other game you should win. And then even going into that, it was like, man, UCF is not the team they were last year. Right. Like, this yeah. is a I totally mean, different team. At the beginning of the year, that's the only game right. that you like. You circle that one. You circle Ohio State because you, you know you have to. But the rest of them, it's like. 
we either be we should either be favored or we you know should definitely win that game like it's a winnable game and like the way the season's gone they've been favored in all of them so you know it's it's literally stay focused week in and week out and don't lose to any of these teams that you're for sure supposed to be so looking ahead to temple and memphis because we're fans and we're allowed to look ahead um that memphis game how scared are you of that one because memphis is back up into the top 25 it's at memphis to well, close out the season well memphis has a game against smu this week where smu is the higher ranked team and memphis is favored i mean memphis right. is trending upward so i mean i guess that's one where it's like that that's another chance for cincinnati to you know show that they're worthy of all this praise that they've received this season. But I mean, I really don't know. Like, I don't know enough about Memphis to say like, what, what have they done lately where it's like they're, they're getting favored in a game where they're the lower ranked team. Like, like I legit have no idea. I don't know. Joe's pulling it up. Memphis has, uh, uh they beat Ole Miss to start the season. Okay, but that was but forever ago, and it was a 15-10 to 10 game, and it's I, still Ole Miss. That so. game against Navy was a really fun one to watch. I did watch a lot of that Memphis-Navy game. That was uh, an entertaining game, to say the least. But then they lost to Temple in conference, and Temple was a team that was, you know, supposed to do well yeah. in this conference. And so, eh. They also had a shootout with Tulsa, 42-41. <laughs> Edged out Tulsa in the conference. Right. I uh, mean, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what to think of Memphis, really. Like, are they really that good, or is it just, you know, is it just timing? I mean, are they just saying, well, it's this time of year, and, you know, they're they're playing well enough, so... But that's what you got to start looking at as it gets into the the later stages of college football is you have these teams who they may have suffered a setback earlier. They may not have looked as good, but, but now, they're peaking now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all about coming together at the right time. And I think that's what UC really needs to worry about as they're coming, you know, into the second half of the schedule, as they're moving forward. It's like, all I right, can see that. we got to make sure that we sustain what we've been doing all season long right. and make sure that we can carry this through the rest of the season. That's fair. Uh, and that's where I get a little worried because I want, I do want UC to get that new year six bowl. So if you're, if you're UC looking at kind of where everything is, is falling, I know teams are kind of, uh, anticipating SMU to win the American and, and go on to that new year six, get that new year six bid. But if you're UC, where do you want that game to be? And who would you want as your opponent going into that? Because I, I know prior to this week it would have been Notre Dame wherever. Right. Okay. Play Notre Dame wherever. But yeah. Notre Dame is out at um, this point. I mean, I don't. I'm trying to think of who's in that area. I mean, the only thing that I can think of would be uh, a, a revenge type situation where you're like uh, Florida. So the last time we were in a major bowl. Yeah. Was it you know the Tim Tebow situation and those teams that Brian Kelly coached? Yeah, and they, and they they got smacked down by Florida. So if you're looking at it from that aspect, Florida's ranked six, and so you're looking at like them being in that range for that type of bowl. That would be the that would be the game, I guess, that I would want. It'd be like, uh, let's get a matchup with Florida to get revenge for that Brian Kelly beatdown. I, I think that. that'd be a good one. That'd that be win. the best case scenario from a storyline perspective. Otherwise, there's no matchups that you're like, oh, that has any type of storyline to it other than whatever's happening at the right. moment. Right, and and that's what Yahoo is, is predicting uh, UC versus Utah in the Cotton Bowl. That's one of those games that it's like, 
does that help your program at all? Like I know Utah that would, that is, would be a whole lot of nothing. Right. That, <laughs> like, like, it, there is no respect for the Pac-12. It, it would just be another, oh, they beat UCLA. Cool. Right. They beat right. Utah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's the, no, being Utah doesn't do anything. There's like, no, well, there's no respect for the Pac-12. Right. Well, like, and, and it's just like that's a game that could have been scheduled midseason and you wouldn't have been that excited for. So why would you be excited also, for it being a bowl game? Utah looking at winning the Pac-12? Really? Holy cow. I have not been keeping up on the Pac-12 that's at all. That's bad the Pac-12 Good is. Lord, man. That's the shocker of that prediction. Not UC going to the Cotton Bowl. That's, that's, a, that's true. Like I, I've paid so little attention to the Pac-12 that it's like, wait a minute. Utah could Utah's win number it? nine? Really? Wait, number nine in the country? And Oregon at number seven. All right, well. Now, I did know that. I but knew I Oregon had no, was up there. Yeah. I had no idea that. Utah with a sneaky number nine, man. That is one of those teams. Again, the it's fighting all Alex Smiths. It literally, the Pac-12 is so far off my radar that it's like, yeah, unless no, there's, a, there's a dominant team that like looks like world beaters, I count the Pac-12 out of the playoffs, so I don't even care about them. No, no, and their games come on at like ten o'clock p.m. on Saturday nights, and right by that point, I'm already hammered and I can't watch them. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> uh, I would like I would like that that Florida game. I think that's a good that's a good pick. I if if it were to like, work that, out that way, I mean, when you go from all right, Notre Dame being gonna get... the, Notre Dame being the one, like that that would be the the two, and then anything after that, because it's like, well, they're not going to face Ohio State because they're going to be in the playoffs, right? Uh, so oh, okay, here you go. Here's the here's the the fix. Uh, Ohio State loses to Penn State. Penn State and Wisconsin play in the Big tw- uh, Big Ten Championship. Wisconsin beats Penn State. Now Ohio State is out of the playoffs. UC versus Ohio State in name a spot. Yeah, I mean, I would like to That's see... That's the new thing that I'm pulling for. That would be nice to be a revenge <laughs> game, but you're asking for a billion things to happen that aren't going to happen. And so, then we get a, yeah. a rematch of earlier in the year when Ohio State beat the crap right. out of UC. <laughs> so maybe we don't want that one. No. Let's not Let's not go for that yeah. option. <laughs> like, them against Florida is the, the best-case scenario. I think it's UC against Utah is the best-case scenario, because... It's a Pac-12 and they're garbage. You could beat Utah. Like, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you if you're talking about actually up, winning the game, I'm talking about just storyline. Storyline, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Florida is the, the way to go. But play. the problem with the Florida thing is it's like if Florida wins this week because they're playing LSU, I believe, or who are they playing? Florida's playing. Florida no, Florida's playing somebody this week. Yeah, no, they're playing Georgia. Georgia. So they're playing Georgia. It's like if they win that game, then they're in playoff conversation. If they lose that game, they're like backed up. Florida, so. Florida ain't making the playoffs. I mean, let's just but if let's beat, put it out there. You already beat Georgia? No, like, they're not. No. They're still they're still behind LSU and Bama. In, oh yeah, in terms okay, of the SEC. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So they're okay. not making the playoffs. Good. Yeah, good point. So you need two SEC teams to make the playoffs, and then Florida can jump up to a, a New Year's Six bowl. There you go. There we go. There's we figured it out for you, UC fans. UC versus Florida. Took us a minute, but we got. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a damn fun show, man. This it is, is a good time. It goes so fast on these episodes. It's like really I, quick. It's really fast. Uh, but I, I had a great time. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to following the Cyclones with you this year. We'll get to a dollar beer game. One one way or another, we're gonna Cyclones. We're gonna do this up. hockey. <laughs> one way or the other. Please go as Chance the Rapper when we do it. Oh. Please dress like Chance the Rapper and just do the whole show. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> do that hockey. I gotta find that blue that blue coat. <laughs> 
And thank you guys all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, it this is a really fun project that we're doing covering these Cincinnati sports. Uh, so if you're a Cincinnati fan, be sure to tell other Cincinnati. Really uh, good reception so far, too. Yeah, really good reception. Uh, we are also debuting a new show that is going to be coming out the end of November. Every Monday, the last Monday of the month, we're going to be doing a question and answer show. So if you guys want your questions answered, doesn't matter. Sports, doesn't matter. We don't care. Say, ask, ask us, us anything. whatever you want. 440-37-DRUNK. Hit up that drunk line. Ask your questions. We will answer them on that Q&A show coming out. Uh, first one will be launching at the end of November. So get your questions in now. Be sure to follow the show in between at Craft B Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore junior. Follow me at Mike Burlon. Follow Joe at Joe Goalie 4 Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, share it out to your friends. Cheers, everybody. Bengals can't lose this week, baby. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.